Welcome to the Modane India podcast. My name is Reena Sander and I'm the author of the textbook Der Modane India, which is written in Norwegian. It's aimed for students at bachelor and master's degree and business people who want to do business with India. I'm also the founder of the NGO, the Modane India, which is based in Norway. Norway and India share a long maritime history, and maritime issues are central to the bilateral dialogue between our two countries. Our guest today is Cristina Sainz de Santa Maria. Cristina is Vice President and Regional Manager, South Asia Pacific and India. She's responsible for DNV's maritime operations in Southeast Asia Pacific and India. If you wonder what DNV is, DNV is a company that's expert in risk management and quality assurance. Christina has worked with DNV and has worked on new building and operation phases as ships surveyor and project manager in Spain, Portugal, South Korea and Norway. In 2015, she was responsible for DNV GL's maritime and oil and gas operations in Africa. Today, as I mentioned earlier, she is Vice President and Regional Manager of South Asia Pacific and India. The topic for today's conversation is decarbonizing the maritime sector. A significant challenge to start reducing carbon emission is by using coastal shipping as coastal shipping is widely acknowledged as an effective substitute for road transportation. India can look to the unique Norwegian shipping ecosystem for inspiration, as in Norway is in the forefront of developing and using technology and concepts that help to reduce emissions and improve the environment. I got to know Christina as she was one of the speakers at the Norwegian Minister of Trade and Industry, Jan Christian Vestres, visit to New Delhi last Thursday, exactly one week ago. He was accompanied by a Norwegian business delegation. Needless to say, it was really refreshing to see Christina as one of the very few women in a landscape dominated by men. Christina, I would like to start with the following question. New fuels, increased energy efficiency and better logistics will be necessary to decarbonize shipping. The primary source of emissions from the transportation industry is the burning of fossil fuels. What would you say is the most promising measures to assist the decarbonization of shipping today? What kind of green alternatives for coastal shipping do we have? Thank you so much, uh, Rina, for inviting me uh, to this podcast today and uh, and for that uh, question. Well, I actually, you know, uh, to decarbonize the, the coastal shipping, we, we need several measures. Uh, but but I think that the, the the one that we need to start with is certainly energy efficiency uh, that applies for coastal shipping and deep sea shipping. Uh, we need to start uh, consuming less energy because actually uh, the cleanest energy is no energy consumption. So so that's the first thing that uh, we should be looking at. And then I think there are uh, several already proven uh, technologies for coastal uh, shipping, uh, like, uh, you know, electric propulsion, hybrid propulsion, uh, battery propulsion. And actually, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, pilots and already projects uh, with hydrogen. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, this is really a uh, a common ground for uh, India and Norway to to work together and to to for for Norway to share their know-how. 
Yeah, hydrogen is a big thing in India right now. But if you look at maritime transportation, Christina, it is a cornerstone of global trade. 90% of international goods are carried by sea. Guys, did you know that? However, the shipping industry accounts for about 3% of the greenhouse gas emission. What do you think, Christina? Is this green transition? How dependent are you companies on the government? Like I just said, we already had uh, Norway's Minister of Trade and Industry, Jan Christian Vestre, visiting India, and you were part of several meetings. I would like our listeners to know how dependent are companies on governments? Thank you, Rina. Uh, indeed, it's a very important part of the solution. We we need the governments and we need uh, other stakeholders that uh, are involved in uh, in, um, in uh, ha- uh, doing and putting the, the regulations to uh, to to first of all uh, ensure an even playing field to make sure that uh, the first movers are not uh, penalized. Uh, that's extremely important. Otherwise, we will not be able to to to, to break through new technologies and uh, and continue to push the the boundaries. Uh, so uh, so extremely important uh, in that respect, and as well of obviously regulations and uh, and in establishing you know maybe market based uh, mechanisms to help the commercial side of the business case of uh, new fuels. Yeah, that's uh, clarifying the fact that you need governments for uh, the regulation to uh, get a view of the field and especially how important it is for the first movers. During the seminar, which I was so happy to be part of, you mentioned Norway's the Northern Explorer. You told us that ship will be this ship will be emission free. Can you please tell us more about this project? Yes, absolutely. This is a very exciting project, Northern Explorer, as you say, uh, which is going to be the first zero emission cruise ship uh, being built. It's uh, currently uh, being built at a Portuguese uh, shipyard, West Sea, and uh, it's expected to be delivered at the start of the 2025-2026 cruise season. Uh, It will have a fully electric uh, propulsion system, uh, including batteries and hydrogen fuel cell uh, technology. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this uh, 250 passenger ship uh, will be able to sail emissions free in the Norwegian fjords uh, and further afield. And uh, I think that uh, it, this will really is an important step towards creating, you know, this new paradigm in the, in the cruise industry and to meet Norway's, I would say, brave and bold decision, really good to ban fossil fuel powered uh, ships from its uh, world heritage fjords uh, from 2026. Uh, is this our first project? Uh, um, is Northern Explorer the first project we have driven solely on electric and batteries? No, there are other projects already, but but this is the first one that will be, you know, uh, uh, yeah, fully zero emissions cruise ship per se, cruise with passengers. You know, there are ferries, right? Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But but the cruise ship per ship, this is the first one. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, because we had. Um, Oscar Maritime as our podcast guest as well, um, a few months back, and they are also making sea drones, uh, but they are not uh, manned by power. So that was also quite a super interesting project. Um, as you know, Christina, the Norwegian authorities have set quite ambitious goals. The authorities aim to reduce the greenhouse uh, emissions by 50% by 2030 for domestic shipping and fishing. 
To reach the goal, Norway must have approximately 700 low emission ships and 400 zero emission ships in 2030. And they need to be distributed all over ship categories. And I also understood when you were holding your presentations that 78 fully zero emissions are being made in Co Cochin. That is quite um, a big project. Can you tell us more about this project and what makes this project so unique? Yes, absolutely. This is, a, I think, a project that, you know, India and certainly we in DNV are extremely proud of as uh, we are partners uh, with the Cochin Shipyard uh, to deliver these uh, zero emission vessels for the Cochin Water Metro Network. So it's, uh, we are talking about 78 uh, fully electric zero emissions uh, vessels uh, and will actually make the world's largest fleet of e-ferries. Uh, so that's quite something. Uh, eight ships have been delivered uh, year to date, and actually the batteries that they use are charged from solar power. Uh, so, uh, and uh, and uh, one of the reasons why we were able to do this uh, project was because we really tapped into our, you know, the deep expertise from the Norwegian shore uh, shipping. So, uh, so these boats are going to be owned by the Kochi Water Metro, which is part of the Kochi Metro project, right? Which gives seamless connectivity to the city sense of, of the Kochi city. So, so this is going to become one of the greenest cities in, in India. And the service area uh, covers actually a distance of 76 uh, kilometers uh, with stops at 38 different terminals and two boatyards. And when fully operational, actually around 150,000 passengers will be expected daily. So, so this is quite, uh, we believe is a quite, uh, yeah, uh, an important project and a showcase of what can be done. And it's in the making, which is one of the things I really like most about it. I mean, uh, in terms of decarbonization, I think we have talked enough. Now it's time for action. And this is action as we speak. Um, that was really nice to hear about this project. Uh, the fact that uh, Kochi will be the greenest cities and then we are talking about uh, 76 kilometers that will be covered and that there will be 38 boats. But I also understand, not even understand, I know that India has a long coasting line spanning uh, for more than 7,000 kilometers. It's served by 12 major ports and 212 notified minor intermediate ports. Currently, coast, coastal and inland waterways contribute to 6% of the country's freight and modal mix. This is an excellent opportunity to tap an environmental-friendly water-based model transport, which you already have talked uh, about, Christina, um, these amazing um, ships that are being made. Uh, but. Um, and these ships will uh, complement the rail and road-based cargo movement. But what do you think, Christina? What can Norwegian companies add to the Indian maritime sector? Yeah, I think it's the it's the first of all is the the the, the, the know-how, you know, the experience uh, which uh, Norway has uh, many years of, and uh, they have already tested uh, the the. the the, the technologies uh, and and the models that work for uh, um, the the coastal shipping like like for example this uh, private um, public partnership like the green shipping program uh, which has really proven uh, a, a success 
uh, I think that that's uh, one of the key items too, so that, you know, not every comp every country or company needs to reinvent the wheel, but that we share the learnings and that, you know, afterwards we uh, kind of, uh, you know, help each other because, uh, you know, and, 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 and gain win-win situations. I mean, uh, India has uh, immense uh, resources, natural resources, and uh, and uh, I'm sure that would be a way to, to help Norway as well. So, uh so, yeah, I think it's basically the, the know-how and the technology uh, that uh, India would benefit from, from Norway. Yeah. Our listeners, you mentioned the green shipping program. Our listeners are not probably that familiar with the program. Can you please give us um, some insight in this program, Christina? Yes. So the Norwegian green shipping program was established many years ago. And, uh, and it's, uh, as I said, public-private um, partnership which basically uh, tries to, you know, uh, test new technologies, right? And, uh, and it's one of the, its main purposes is to, 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 to make pilots, to put pilots out, out there, right? And uh, just going back to my previous comment on, you know, we need to turn, you know, a talk into action, right? And I think that this has been a tremendous successful uh program uh, you know really bringing action into it and i think then the norwegian coastal shipping has really benefited from from there so i think that um that's that's something to really uh should we norway should be really proud of and that uh, india should you know should uh, try to adopt as much as possible yeah. And how is this green shipping program? How often do you meet? And uh, are the meetings in Norway? Are they in India? Are they limited to companies? Or do you also have the government um, represented? So the the meetings are in in in, in Norway, and the, the absolutely, and that's that's one of the key parts, right? Uh, uh, the, the the government has allocated a budget to it, and uh, it's certainly involved. Right. So, uh, and and again, because it's 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 there. It's that combination of top bottom, top down, sorry, and bottom up approach, right? Uh, and ensuring collaboration uh, across the whole entire value chain and uh, industries and authorities that make it uh, successful. Uh, and that is what's happening there. Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy that you have uh, told our listeners about the green shipping program, how useful it has been, how beneficial it has been for Norway, uh, the bottom-up approach. And uh, it's always nice to hear that such programs are successful. Um, let's move back to from Norway to India again. What would be your key recommendations, Christina, to fast-track the green transition in domestic shipping in India? Yes, so so I think it would really, yeah, try to apply the learnings from this Norwegian green shipping program that I mentioned before, and uh, and again that combination of top down and bottom up approaches and collaboration across the entire value chain and the industries and the authorities, and then it, it goes to 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 actions like, for example, establish a, a infrastructure for for green shipping, uh, you know, develop short-term and long-term plans for green coastal shipping. We need to set national climate targets, uh, create the markets for the green technology. You need to train the workforce, extremely important. Uh, maybe introduce a CO2 fund and support schemes uh, and, and pilot, 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 pilot green projects for shipping and uh, inland uh, waterways. 
Very good. It's good to hear that pilots are so important to test the market and make the market, which actually leads me back to our previous guest from Asker Maritime. He was actually saying that a lot of people told him to maybe not uh, enter into the Indian market. And he said that made me even more curious. And they made these sea drones during Corona and the project went very, very well. Uh, mm -hmm. Christina, decarbonization and digitalization are currently the most transformative forces in shipping. Where do you see the maritime sector in 2050? Both the Norwegian maritime sector and the Indian maritime sector. If we look into the future, into the crystal ball. Yes, that's uh, certainly a crystal ball. Uh, no, but uh, I would, I, 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 I believe that uh, it has been really a mind shift uh, in in terms of you know of of the maritime stakeholders of the understanding that there's a need for action. So I believe we will be in a much cleaner uh, and greener uh, and smarter uh, industry. Uh, and uh, and then another really important aspect to it is the safety. We need to have, above all, we need to have a safe industry because uh, there's no point in, you know, not emitting and being really smart and um, and using the, the, the data if we don't, uh, you know, have a safe industry. So safety must be the foundation of, you know, this complex yet exciting uh, journey ahead for the for the maritime industry, both for for Norway and uh, and for India. So I uh, I think it's gonna be an extremely uh, interesting uh, journey, and I look forward to be uh, part of it, uh, uh, same as uh, DMV. Uh, wonderful, and I'm looking forward to following you and DNV in the coming year, Christina. We have reached the end of this conversation. I would really thank you for sharing your knowledge, for taking out time being with with us. And of course, as I even said when I met you in uh, Mumbai and Delhi, it's wonderful to also have ladies on board. Dear listeners, I hope you have learned a lot today about how Norway and India are working together. Um, Christina added a lot of knowledge today, how important the governments are for regulation, for the first movers, for new technologies. She also elaborated a lot on the various projects, especially the one in Cochin, where, um, which will make Cochin the greenest city. And then, of course, the green shipping program that's doing so well and the bottom uh, up approach. And uh, the way you ended this last question, safety, safety, safety is one of the most crucial elements. A big thank you, Christina, from the Moderna India podcast team for joining us today. I wish you a super nice week ahead. Thank you so much. Likewise. <laughs>